Most people think that they are choosing between the good and the bad. In reality, they are choosing between being mediocre and becoming truly great. Welcome to the Next Action Podcast with your host, Brian Wallace. In 15 minutes, we'll help our guests catapult from their current situation to a path of greatness. Welcome back to the show, everybody, and Happy New Year. It's your host, Brian Wallace, with the Next Action Podcast, and I'm here today with our special guest, Atara Tewerski. Atara is an attorney in New York City and now also the author of the acclaimed children's book series, Curly Girly. Atara is the founder of the Curly Girl Movement. It's a little bit of a tongue twister, but don't worry, we've got this. Inspired by her young daughter in an effort to ensure they love themselves just as they are. Beautiful thing. Atara is also the host of her own podcast, Curly Girly's Crackin' the Kid Code, a parenting podcast to empower parents to find balance and empower their own children. You can also check out Atara's website, curlygirly.com. Welcome to the show, Atara. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely a pleasure. So I'm really psyched about today's episode. I know we have all sorts of different people from all sorts of walks of life, but we don't usually talk about uh, our kids. <laughs> and I've got a bunch of them. And <laughs> I'm really exciting to talk about parenting and all of that. I think that's a, a whole other realm and dimension of entrepreneurship that yeah. uh, a lot of people don't always want to talk about, right? Right. So as we know, everybody knows it's a 15-minute show, so we're going to jump right into it. So tell us a little bit about the new book, how Curly Garly got started and all of that. And um, I understand that the latest book, it's all about exploring her talent in the world of science. Yes. Uh, just would love to hear all about that. Okay. Thank you. So um, Curly Girly, as you said in the intro, but I'll elaborate just a bit more. Um, it was inspired by my young daughter who has a head of curly hair in an otherwise straight haired family, I like to say. Um, and I didn't want her looking around. I didn't want her to feel um, different in a bad way. I didn't want her to see straight hair as the ideal and her hair as less than. And that was really the inspiration for my first book, Curly Girly, spelled with two E's at the end of curly, two E's at the end of girly. Um, if you're looking me up, it's important to know that. Um, so it began really um, organically for her. And what I noticed in writing it was that there was a whole group of little girls and their mothers who felt the same way and who really needed something to empower their curly haired child. And then it became even bigger than that. It became really about just empowering um, children and specifically girls in general. So that the next book, Curly Girlies Got Talent, really has this feisty, adorable character who really um, is relatable to all children, boys as well. And she uh, finds herself unable to figure out what her talent is and realizes, you know, I don't have to sing. I don't have to dance. I don't have to draw. I can do something else. And that's still a talent. And that talent turns out to be science. So it's been really nice to see the response of, of children and girls everywhere really relating to that and loving that. And, you know, just recently, uh, Miss America from uh, Virginia was crowned and her talent in the pageant was actually a science experiment, which was very similar to what happened in my book. So it was really cool to see the, the connection there. That's fabulous stuff. I really think that, and how shall I say it? Kids don't always get all the recognition and support and the braveness that they need <laughs> to just kind of right. make it out there in the world. And when you feel different, um, it's a, a very difficult place and kids aren't always very kind to one another and there's bullying and right. cyberbullying and it's, oh man, such a mess. But we want to keep this nice and positive today. So, <laughs> so let's talk about hair. I mean, obviously, which is the next thing that we want to talk about. 
Um, I think curly hair is great. I can't even, it's insane, right? Like, and you've seen like psychological yes. experiments where you have like one half of the class and it has blue eyes and the other is brown eyes. If anybody's ever taken that psych course and then you know, yes. you <laughs> to one and not the other. So society at large ha- comes up with all of this nonsense where it's like, well, straight hair is good and curly hair. Oh, well, that's yes. hard to treat. And oh, you have to do all these things. What yes. the heck? Like all these kids have enough on their plate and we're all trying to make right. them into right. uh, little executive adults. And before they're even born, listen to Mozart or whatever. Yes. Enough, right? right? So tell us about the importance of treating curly hair and just really showing everyone that it's as beautiful as everything else and how kids can just go out and be kids. Yeah. yeah. It's been, yeah. So that's been like really interesting for me because again, I do not have a head of curly hair. And when I noticed that my child did, I said, oh, this is so cute. <laughs> um, but it also seemed to be more difficult to manage. Um, and it and it is. So I have to face that reality and let everyone and anyone who has a head of curly hair knows all curly hair is different. Even the strands on your head are different. So they need to be treated and managed in a different way. Um, and what I noticed also was that there was some sort of really ideal um, in the world that it was almost, um, I would even go so far as to say unprofessional. I've gotten so many emails from women saying that they were not allowed to wear their hair um, super curly or in dreadlocks at work. There was even recently New York and California um, enacted what's called the Crown Act. I don't know if everyone's aware of it, but it basically banned hair discrimination in the workplace. So you can understand how this really became so big that people felt discriminated against for their hair and their curly hair specifically, that New York and California, and I'm sure other states will follow, actually enacted something to combat this. So there is a sense that um, it's just less professional. As you get older, it's very cute when you're little, but it's just um, less uh, sleek, I would say. Or, you know, there's so many adjectives that you could use um, to say the difference between straight and curly. But what I think stands out is that curly haired women really felt that in order to be the ideal, beautiful woman that they needed to be in society, they had to straighten their hair. And I said, well, you know, that can happen to my little girl. I I need to change that. And, you know, you don't wake up to an 18 year old child and say, okay, love your hair. You really have to change their inner dialogue when they're, when they're really young. And that's really what I set out to do. And I'm really so happy because, you know, whenever I read the Curly Girly book to my daughter now, um, she'll say things like, oh, you know, mommy, I'm only Curly Girly at the end of the book and not at the beginning. And I said to her the other day, why do you say that? And she said, because, you know, mommy, I've always loved my hair. And I thought, wow, you know, she doesn't even remember a time where she didn't love her curly hair. And that's what I set out to do because there was a time that she didn't. And the fact that she doesn't even remember that, she only sees it as a positive. You know, if I never sell another book, if I never do anything else, I've done what I need to do. Um, so that's that's where it is for me. But I'm, I'm so glad that it's been impacting young girls um, and, their, and their moms and dads everywhere. Parenting by raising the game. I totally hear you. I could easily go on a one hour rant about the double standard in the business world between men and women oh, yeah. and uh, speakers. Oh man, um, it, it's just crazy, right? So women are expected to be brilliant yes. and you have to look perfect, let alone like all these hair right. issues we're bringing up. But then guys just roll out of bed. Oh, but I'll put a blazer on or something and then it's fine. Don't even get me started on that one. So I love what you're talking about here. So in the second half of this, I want to hear a little bit about what you're doing just in terms of empowerment. And I understand you're working with a lot of charities out there. So let's find some light on that as well. Please tell us some more. Yeah. So 
So my website, I've really turned it. Um, it was originally when I started just a small author's page where you could, you know, find my book, connect it to um, the Barnes and Noble in your area, Amazon, you know, place to buy it. And then as the movement began to grow and I began to get a lot of Facebook followers and a lot of Instagram followers, I realized that I had an opportunity, a rare opportunity to really speak to people and to speak to parents in a, in a different way. So I turned my website into an online global um, magazine. Uh, like a curly girl empowering magazine. And we've jumped from there. So we're working with different charities, as you said. Um, I just interviewed Salva Dot. D-U-T is how you um, spell it and that pronounced dot. He is from the book, A Long Walk to Water. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but they read this book in, in the school curriculum in various uh, parts of the country uh, where we are. My children have read it. I think uh, they read it uh, somewhere between the fourth and the sixth grade. And it's a beautiful, short, I think it's just about 100 pages um, by Linda Sue Park. She tells the story of Salva, who was one of the lost boys of Sudan and really how his life just erupted. Uh, he was in a classroom, like everybody else, thinking about what he's gonna have for lunch, and he heard gunshots, and suddenly he was told to run, and he became one of the lost boys of Sudan, and eventually, um, after many, many horrible years, he was only 11 when this happened, uh, he finds himself in New York, um, and in, actually in Rochester and with a family that he was placed with, and he wants so badly to give back to the community um, because he has success, he's able to go to college here, that he begins, he starts a, a organization and a charity to build wells in Africa. Because you know what we take for granted, just giving water um, and having running water, which seems like nothing to us, is such a big deal that girls are really unable to go to school because they're spending all day going back and forth to the well to get water. Um, and it affects so many children and specifically girls. So that was his mission. And I, I partnered with him in, an, in the interview. I interviewed him. We're going to air that soon on my podcast, Curly Girlies Cracking the Kid Code. So look out for that. And I'm really working with them to try to help them because I thought this was so meaningful and so important. So we're going to do an initiative where you buy my books um, and I donate to their charity. We're going to hopefully um, be able to get wells for, for these, these children all over Africa so that they can go to school and that they can have what we take for granted here. So that's just one of the organizations that I've partnered with. I've done work with Kids Kicking Cancer, um, also a beautiful organization where children are learned, are taught, you know, how to um, breathe through their pain. And that's, it's such an impactful way to, to heal. And even if you can't get cured, you can still be healed. So I'm happy to, you know, be partnered with these wonderful organizations, which I would never have been able to have done just as being an attorney, you know, so this has been great. I was going to ask about that. So it sounds like you get more done by lunchtime than a lot of people do in a month. So how is it that you've got time to kind of juggle everything in the world? We didn't even talk about you being an attorney, but how do you manage and balance? Because everybody talks about work-life balance and we can talk about how that's BS or not, but you're taking it to a whole other level. So how are you doing all of this? <laughs> So let's just say I don't sleep a whole yeah. lot. Hopefully <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I think that that it's very interesting that you talk about work-life balance. I'm not sure that I've mastered that, so I'm not the best person to ask about that. I think it, it is a struggle, and it really is hard to be able to do all the things that you want to do and do them well. Um, I think being a mother is like 
beyond a full-time job and everyone who is one knows that that's true and doing it right is just, it's overwhelming at times and you never get it completely right. But I think that the key is to really find something that you feel passionately about. And then that becomes really something you can involve your family in. You know, I sometimes sit at the dinner table and we'll talk about, you know, curly girly and like what happened today because I'm always meeting interesting people and able to um, have access to different ideas and come up with ways to help people, which has been impactful for my family Mm -hmm. as a whole. So that's been nice for, I think, my kids to see that I've been able to build something from nothing. My son the other day actually said to me, when I put him to sleep, he said, you know, mommy, you know, being a lawyer is pretty good, but like writing a book and having a movement and having this whole thing, that's like really cool because you've shown me how you could do, take some nothing and turn it into something. And I thought, wow, if I showed him that, that's such a great life lesson. So I'm, I'm happy I was able to do that. And I try to involve the kids in as much of it as I can. And then also to stay off your phone when I'm with them. <laughs> That's the key. Very smart. Yep. Not just be a zombie like everybody else. Right. Put that down enough. Look at all this time you've got where you're not just filling it in, hitting the like button on everybody else's right. garbage. I mean, everybody has great ideas, but whatever. No, they don't. So uh, in, <laughs> no, our next, don't really. <laughs> in our last uh, minute or so, so what can... What's your big ask out there for 2020? What's the what would really help change the game for you and the movement and Curly Girly and everybody out there listening? Well, I think what's been nice is um, it's been resonating Curly Girly with um, everybody. I've been selected to be in the Grammy and Oscar gift bag again this year. The books, amazing. So yeah, so the the fact that it's getting recognition everywhere. Um, even with celebrities. And I always like to say celebrities, they're people just like us, they're moms and dads with the same wants for their children that we have. So really just being able to get more out there and really get the message out there and have every curly girly own the curly girly book series so that they can identify with a character that looks like them, who makes them feel proud of who they are so that this movement can really take off and that children everywhere are really empowered to know that what they have and what they've been given is perfect for them. Amazing. Fantastic. And look, we've actually hit our 15 minutes. Wow, did we pack a lot in. So it's been a pleasure, Atara. Where can everybody find you once again out there? So my website is curlygirly.com, spelled with too easy at the end of curly, too easy at the end of girly. We're going to turn that into the new spelling for curly girly. Um, And my podcast lives there. It's called Curly Girly's Cracking the Kid Code. You can find it on my website or anywhere that podcasts are listened to, iTunes, iHeartRadio, really anywhere. Um, And buy the books because I think they'll be really impactful for, for girls and children everywhere. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's really been a pleasure.